0: Hi, Ann Pearson here. And before I begin today's episode, I'm excited to tell you about the Paralegal Bootcamp's new three-step roadmap to manage cases like a rockstar paralegal. If you're fairly new to litigation, this quick start guide will help you figure out three things that you can be doing to help you better anticipate what the attorney needs before they have to ask for it. It'll help reduce some of those last-minute scrambles, especially if you're working for an attorney who's a procrastinator, or someone who doesn't always share all of the important case information with you. I put this three-step roadmap into a downloadable PDF for you, and it's completely free. You can get yours on our website at paralegal-bootcamp.com forward slash three steps. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. Have you ever been asked to give a presentation to other paralegals or legal professionals? You know, one of those CLE companies calls you or reaches out on LinkedIn and says, we would just love to have you do a training session on a litigation topic or a real estate topic. I remember back when I was a paralegal, I had that happen a few times. I felt honored. Wow, they want me to present at this live paralegal conference on trial preparations? I remember one, it was an all-day CLE conference, and attendees paid something like $300 to attend it. They don't pay the presenters, except maybe a $50 honorarium fee or something like that. But that's okay. My employer supported it, so I was on the clock, technically, when I gave the presentation, But I wasn't on the clock for those five or ten hours coming up with the presentation and practicing it and working on the PowerPoint and all that. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about three areas that I see paralegals working for free that they shouldn't be. Because let's face it, our time is the most valuable thing that we have. But before I jump in, I want to tell you about a workshop I did a couple of months ago that you may have missed. I re-recorded it so that you could watch it if you missed it. And I've got some interactions in there. It's got like a chat message. You can send me questions while you're watching it. It's the eDiscovery Workshop. Three things every litigation paralegal should do to accelerate their career with eDiscovery. It's free and it's only about 30 minutes. You can find it at paralegal-bootcamp.com forward slash eDiscovery. All right, so back to our episode. Fast forward a couple of decades after doing some free CLEs while I was a paralegal, and now a couple decades later, I'm in business for myself, I get a call from one of those companies asking if I'd like to present a 60-minute webinar on a litigation topic. I asked if he was aware of me being the owner of the Paralegal Bootcamp. It's a training company that provides online courses for paralegals. He says, sure, that's why I think it would be a great fit for you to present this webinar. Hmm, really? And I'm just curious, how much do you pay paralegals to present a 60-minute webinar? Nothing. They do it because they're going to be able to put that on their resume. My response was, really? Because as a former paralegal manager, I never made a single hiring decision based on whether or not a paralegal presented a CLE to a company like yours. Well, he says you also can get your name out there. And I laugh. My name's already out there. So I'm just curious, why in the world would you think that I would want to work for free so that you can sell that webinar for $199 to everybody attending? He finally caught on that this conversation was not going anywhere. And then it came up for me again recently. Another one of those companies, different one, they have built their entire business model relying on people like you and me and attorneys and other legal professionals working for free so that they can charge others 199 or 299 whatever and then tell you it's good for your career to do this presentation. If you plan to quit your paralegal career and open a training company, then sure, maybe Those presentations might come in handy to show a potential future client that you know how to do it, but otherwise don't work for free. Look, I'm not saying don't ever do something like teach a program for free, but ask yourself who is going to benefit the most from this? If it's your local paralegal association or a national one like NALA or NIFPA, then yes, absolutely do it. I do. At least five or six times a year, I present live training programs for free to paralegal associations. Now you might be saying, wait a minute, Anne, you're giving away your time for free. Yes, I am. I'm giving it to a nonprofit organization that benefits its members, paralegals and paralegal students. It's not benefiting a for-profit company that's going to take that one-hour presentation and put the money in their pockets. Whatever the paralegal association charges for it, that money goes back into their association to benefit local paralegals. That's why I don't ever ask anyone to do that for the paralegal boot camp. I don't ever ask a paralegal to come teach a course for free. And that's why all of the courses on the paralegal bootcamp site are my courses. I teach them. I develop the content for them, I design them, I teach them. If I ever had someone who wanted to develop a course, and have it be a paralegal boot camp on a topic that I don't teach, I would pay them, or I would give them a share of the revenue. In fact, our blog, which I'll put a link to in the show notes, our paralegal blog has guest writers on it who are fellow paralegals. They don't write for free. Our guest blog writing program is set up that you submit a proposed topic, we approve it or not, you write the article, and if it's approved for publication, then you get paid. And that's because I don't think you should work for free. Those blog articles are read by tens of thousands of paralegals every single month. In one year, it's read by more than 100,000 people. Other blogs would say, hey, write an article for us, and if it's published, you'll get exposure to hundreds of thousands of readers. Wow. But what does that do for your paralegal career? Is your employer going to give you a raise because you got a blog article published on the Paralegal Blogs Bootcamp site? No. Is some random lawyer going to read that blog article and reach out to you with this tremendous job offer? Probably not. So who benefits from you writing that blog article? The paralegals reading it will benefit from it. If it's for the Paralegal Bootcamp, I benefit from it because it's one less article I have to write. And it's usually on topics that I might not otherwise write about. So it adds tremendous value for me. And that's why I pay guest blog writers. Okay, so number one, don't give away your knowledge for free to a for-profit company, including mine. Number two is unpaid internships. These are not as common as they used to be, which I'm happy about. Now you might be thinking, wait a minute, Anne, Don't say that. How am I supposed to get that coveted experience that every employer is insisting on? Well, don't get me wrong. I think internships are great. Paid internships are great, not unpaid internships. It doesn't even have to be a lot of pay, but it needs to be at least minimum wage. There are just too many of those out there that I see for solo practitioners asking for an intern having it be an unpaid intern, and really they're just getting free labor. Here's two reasons why I would suggest you don't do unpaid internships. One is, even as an intern with no experience, you still bring some value to the organization. Maybe you spend half your day shadowing a senior paralegal and the other half filling in for the receptionist at lunch and assisting others in the office. In other words, you're doing actual work for part of the day. You're not spending all day, every day, getting training on how to be a paralegal. Number two, law firms don't bring on their summer associates as unpaid interns for the summer. In fact, most of them pay them a monthly salary that's the equivalent of what they're going to be making when they're hired as a first year associate. And I've seen what those summer associates do in terms of actual work over the summer. So number one was stop giving away your time for free to for-profit companies wanting you to teach a class for them. Number two, no more unpaid internships. And number three is working off the clock. Please don't do this. I hear this more often than you'd think and more often than I like to hear. I'm usually hearing it from someone who is new or fairly new to their paralegal career. Some things are taking longer than you expected. Maybe someone even told you that it's taking you too long or you build too much time for a particular task or project. So you think you're going to fix that by clocking out at 5, you stay to finish the project up and you leave at 6. But you keep that hour off the clock so that they don't know that it took you as long as it did to complete that project. It's never going to fix a problem by covering it up. First, as a new paralegal, it's going to take you longer to do things. No one expects you to be able to do things at the same pace as a senior paralegal who's been there for 10 years. The second reason you don't want to work off the clock just because it seems like it's taking you too long to complete that project is because maybe the time estimate that the attorney had in mind is wrong. Maybe they've always assumed it should take one hour to do XYZ. But no one has ever completed XYZ in one hour, regardless of their years of experience. Someone needs to know that. What if the team you're working on is trying to land this big client, and in order to do that, they're going to take on their work maybe on a fixed fee basis instead of hourly. In other words, it doesn't matter how long you spend on something, the firm makes X dollars. Well, when they do that, they estimate each project and task that's going to need to be done and how long it typically takes someone to do it. If you've only ever billed one hour for something that really takes you two hours, but you're off the clock for one of those two hours, the attorney assumes it takes one hour. You could even unknowingly be putting other people in a bad position. What if it's the situation, like I talked about, you know, it's always taken everyone two hours. And someone needs to understand that, but they don't. And so when another paralegal does that same task that you're doing and they don't work off the clock, they bill two hours for it. Now someone might think, well, that paralegal is inefficient when in reality it takes everyone two hours. They just think it takes you one hour because you're off the clock. All right. Those are three types of situations where you don't want to work for free. I want you to stop doing those things. Number one, stop giving away your time for free to for-profit companies. Number two, no more unpaid internships. And number three, working off the clock. All right, I want to tell you a little bit about what we've got coming up on the podcast. I'm not going to give these in any particular order. These are just topics that I'm working on for the next few episodes. And I'm telling you them because You've been asking for them. So I'm working on the pros and cons of becoming a paralegal manager. Yes. Been getting several requests for that and it's finally coming. Also, an episode on why you don't want to pigeonhole your paralegal career, how to know if it's already happening and how to fix it. I'm also going to do an episode that so many of you have been asking for, which is what I would do differently, me, what would I do differently if I was starting my paralegal career over today? And we're also working on an episode to discuss the results of that paralegal survey that we sent out a month or so ago, which by the way, it's never too late to be a part of that. It's an ongoing survey. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Please, we want to hear from you. All right, and don't forget to go watch the eDiscovery Workshop. It's at paralegal dash bootcamp.com forward slash All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.